Hi everyone, welcome to Two Guys in Search of a Podcast. This is a very special episode we're recording. We're all together in Chicago and someone's phone is ringing. And because of that, because we're all together in Chicago, we are going to try another episode of, an, of, a, uh, of what we did last summer, which despite the lack of popular demand, we're doing again, which is we're going to do another quiz episode. Jim, I don't think we're going to try. I think we're going to succeed. Yeah, well, no John, such thing as try. What if there's a terrorist attack in the middle and we don't finish the episode? But that's not trying. That has nothing to do with We're going to try. Anyway, the contestants in this quiz, and this is all 80s trivia. Okay. Are John Heinz. That's me. Soon to be deported back to China. Shelly Cummings, soon to be deported back to Indiana. <laughs> 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 Peggy Bennett, not willing to commit to glassing through all 15 questions of the trivia quiz. And I'm Jim Gentile, your host and raconteur for the evening. Okay, would you like to start with a question or do you want to make a comment? No, I'm excited about the 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 80s. I have to I I am a little I'm a little bit 80s? curious as to why you've chosen the 80s. Well, because I feel like it was a formative time in all of your lives. Okay, that's fair. Is that true or not true? Yeah. So you guys were in what? You were in high school, college in the 80s? High school. High school? You were in college. She was in some college. Half high school, elementary. half college. You were in elementary school in the 80s. <laughs> I graduated high school a in 1989. I during the 80s. All right. Well, let's start with this question, this really <laughs> easy question. Now, let's also review the rules, which are each question is multiple choice. The first person who buzzes in gets to give the answer. If they get the correct answer, they get 10 points. If they get an incorrect answer, the next person can try for five points. And if those two answers are both incorrect, then the third person can try for two points. So, Shelly, I know you weren't here for the last time that we did this. I had a strategy because based on the point valuations of what I should do when and how I could best... Uh, you know, get the, uh, you know, mag- maximize the odds of actually doing a good job. And so I was, I played very aggressively and I've decided I'm rethinking that approach. So I just wanted to, give you, I wanted to give you a full. Do the same thing again. So oh. despite <laughs> Peggy not listening to podcasts that he, she's part of, I did listen to that one. Ah, and what did, what did you, you think? think of it? Did it make you want to not do this episode or want to do this episode? I am always up for a good competition. Okay. You are. And yep. Mary Heinz, Despite winning refuses or losing. to be on mic, is going to keep score. One of the things that was difficult for me last time is I was trying to keep score and also do the thing. So that actually, this will be easier since Mary- It's good. And by the way, Jim, I'm really impressed that you arranged having Mary do the scoring while we were on the podcast in real time. That was impressive. Yeah, and Mary's face looked less John, than thrilled John, because you about always do everything well in advance of when it's due, right? Yeah, I'm a master strategic leader. So Shelly is super competitive. Okay. There are no appe- there are no appeals of the judges' decisions on these questions. Well, by the way, by the way, the sound that you will hear when we are all buzzing in are these sounds. For me, you will hear this. <laughs> And for Peg, what will we hear for Peg? You'll hear this. For Shelly, what will we hear? 
For Peg, it should be. I'm not sure I can agree to that. It should be with Peg. I'm not sure I can agree to that. <laughs> uh, sample that. I have to see. Okay. Question number one. According to Billboard magazine, we all know Billboard magazine is the Bible in terms of what is popular music. Does it still exist? It still exists in online form. The number one record in the U.S. for the entire decade of the 1980s was. Another One Bites the Dust by Queen, Betty Davis' Eyes by Kim Carnes, Every Breath You Take by The Police, Physical by Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> no, that was you. I say it was C. Which is which? I think The Police. You are incorrect! That was Darn actually it. the fifth most popular song. Wow. Anybody want to try for the sex one? Okay, Miss Cummings. A D, Kim Carnes. That D is physical. D is physical. Oh, physical. I wanted physical. Physical is correct for five points for Shelly. I knew it was big. Just so you know, Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes was the second most popular song of the decade. And Another One Bites the Dust by Queen was the seventh most popular song. All right. I see the competition now. Did you like any of those songs? Do you guys remember any of those songs? Oh, all of them. Let's She's get got Betty Davis. I hate that song. <laughs> I hate that song. I hate that song. I like two of the four songs. I like the police song and I like Betty Davis Eyes. <laughs> Careful what course. you asked for, Jim. Do you remember the parody of Betty Davis Eyes, Lizbeth Taylor's Of course. Thighs? Yes. <laughs> She's got Lizbeth Taylor's Eyes. Sexist would not get by in the Me Too Poor era. Elizabeth no. Taylor. Well, she was. Had picked up some weight during the 80s. She had a rough... Still inappropriate fat shaming. Right. Question number two. When he was reelected in 1984, Ronald Reagan won every jurisdiction except Minnesota and D.C. He won 49 states when he was reelected. How many... Walter Mondike. That was not the question. It was Mondale. (laughs) (laughs) That is not the question. You going to ask who he ran against? Did you Dick really Van think Dyke. that was going to be the question? <laughs> Mondale. She, is she disqualified from answering Walter him? Mondale. Yeah, she that buzzed and she's out. All right. I'm still going to give 10 points to the first person who tries because that is not even the question. How many states did he win when he beat Jimmy Carter in 1980? Was it 38, 40, 42, or 44? Shelley. 40. That is incorrect. 38. That is incorrect. Well, she can't guess again. Yes, well. <laughs> this is my alter ego. <laughs> yes. Go alter. With a chainsaw. 44. 44 is correct. Yes. But she doesn't get any points. No, so I was, no points. I was flashing at all of you to say 44. She gets no points. No points. All right. She gets no points for Good. Your your oh, that's what that 4-4 four, four you were flashing <laughs> with your fingers meant? <laughs> I shouldn't have So in other words, she tried know? to cheat and failed at that. <laughs> Very good. So much for the political question. According to the Washington Post, reputable newspaper, the best-selling hardcover fiction book of the 1980s was... <laughs> John. Bonfire of the Vanities. That is not one of the choices. Nonfiction. Was that nonfiction? Oh, was it nonfiction? No, oh, fiction. 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 Oh. The choices are Clear and Present Danger by Tom Clancy, oh. Covenant by James Michener, It by Stephen King, or Noble House by James Clavell. Shelley. It, Stephen King. That is incorrect. I was second. Clear and Present Wait Danger. Wait a minute. We said Peggy couldn't do it. Oh, I thought we Clear could do it. Clear and Present Danger. <laughs> 
Good idea. Your Advantage of Danger is correct. Five <laughs> points. Wait a minute. That's totally not how the game should work. I was going to say Dan Brown. Well, the Da Vinci Code. Was that the 80s? Was that the 90s? That was, that was, yeah, that was the later. knots even. Like, yeah, I think it was the That nuts. might have even been the knots. Oh, wow. No, I think it was in the 90s. I think I'm it was 90s. So I think the rules should be you should first ask the question and then let us flat out guess, then move no, to multiple choice. No, oh, I, I can do that. Oh, that way. Oh, I kind of like it. But I have another thing. Should we not be allowed to chime in before the full question is asked? How or about is that, that okay? being a good rule? Wait till the question is asked <laughs> before chiming it's, in. It's kind of right, fun to do enough. it, though, because if you get it, you but should I get think 20. If you, but it, the rule should be, if you make a guess, however wild and intemperate, you cannot guess again. I think if you get it okay. right before the question is asked, you should get more points. I find that in life, if you make a wild, intemperate guess, life rewards you. Yes, with usually with some venereal disease. I think we should um, keep it the way the rules are. Yes, I agree with the Shelley. clap. <laughs> Question <laughs> number four. Which of the following persons was not a cast member on Saturday Night Live during the 1980s? Jim Belushi? Jim Carrey? Billy Crystal, Robert Downey Jr. John. Jim Belushi. That is incorrect. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. I think Shelly got it there first. I hit the car horn. I didn't hear your whistle. You didn't hit, I didn't hear your whistle, but I heard Shelly. Burn. No, I totally did it. Okay. I, I only heard my car <laughs> okay. horn. So I heard Shelly first. I'm competitive, but she gets ugly competitive. First. So I'll Jim give Belushi it to her. Jim Belushi was a cast member. <laughs> she That's crazy. Billy she Crystal, said it. Did you guys know? <laughs> what did you, you guys know that Robert Downey Jr. was a cast yes, member? Yes, and he bombed. He bombed. Yes. That was not a good I do cast. know that. Who got that Jim point? Belushi was on 83 to 85. Shelly can have it. Jim Carrey was a cast member on In Living Color. Yes. Later. Fox what whatever. year did Jim Belushi die? You're thinking 82. John Belushi. Oh, my God. Jim That's Belushi. What, you're right. I'm confusing alive. Jim and John. Trick, John Trick, Belushi was Because John, Jim Belushi died him. of a cocaine overdose in the John Hancock film. Yeah, it's a classic yes. trickery. No, John Belushi died in the Chateau Mormont. Jim Belushi. Died. No, you're, still you're thinking of uh, Chris Farley. Oh, my God. I am so confusing my Jim SNL Bel- John stars. John Belushi died in 1982 in the Chateau Marmont in Los Angeles. I believe it was March 5th. Is it an actual chateau? It's a hotel. So did uh, you're the tiebreaker between who won I'm that? I'm going to say Shelly won that one. I am too. I'm giving it to her. Even though you're so magnanimous. Even though she didn't hit her whistle. Okay, here's, I think, a fascinating question. Because I wrote it. In 1989, what was the federal minimum wage per hour? 310. That is not one of the choices, and it's also incorrect. <laughs> the choices are 290, 315, 335, 475. John. 315. That is incorrect for two points. See the three thirty-five. Five. That is correct. Yeah. Yes. Dang it. Dang it. She is crushing us. I think I was getting paid three fifteen. I was getting under minimum wage. I remember that. Well, it was in nineteen eighty-nine. Earlier in the decade, it might have been less than that. Of course, you may have also been getting cheated. I think I was. <laughs> I think that's what I <laughs> maybe you could discover. Go back and pull those W twos. Okay. <laughs> we all remember Live Aid in nineteen eighty-five. Okay. World. That was that was, was Band Aid, but that's <laughs> but it was related. It was related. It was okay. Dude. Which of the following did not did not perform at Live Aid? Number one, the Beach Boys. Number two, Bob Dylan. Number three, Michael Jackson. Number four, Led Zeppelin. John. Led Zeppelin. That is incorrect. They reunited. 
just oh, to no perform way. for the first time to perform at Live Aid without it. The first time after John Bonham died. Who's next? I heard you first. Okay, Peggy, you're next. I forget all the uh, the Beach Boys. Oh, that is incorrect. They performed. Bob Dylan. That is incorrect. Uh, shut out. <laughs> Michael Jackson did not perform. I remember. I remember the issue with Wait, him. Wait, what year but was he ended that? Up not performing. What was he doing in 85? He was not performing. No, he was it. going to. It was like an he issue. He was on off. There was uh, like an Bob issue. And then Dylan he didn't. performed all the, and caused the controversy because he said something about they should have some of the money go to some of the farmers. Yeah. And that created That's right. To do. Michael Jackson, they did do We Are the World at the end of the U.S. version, but Michael Jackson, who had been on the recording, was not there not for the there. performance. Okay. Who was the, by the way, bonus question. Who was the last performer at Live Aid? <laughs> Queen. No. Darn it. Sting. No. You don't have to Very beep it. You can just say Still it. Still alive. <laughs> Phil Collins. Paul McCartney. Uh-huh. Come on. Phil you got a Beatle. You're going to end with a Beatle. I got to be honest. I don't remember anything but the one song. Were there multiple songs? Live Aid went on all day. Oh, Live Aid wasn't. Was it? Is We're that just the thinking one? of Feed the World. That's what I'm thinking the of. One Feed the World was Band-Aid. That was the song oh. they did. Live then they did Live Aid. Then they did July, Farm Aid. July 4th weekend, Got 1985. They it. did a whole, a whole day, day long. They had acts in London and in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And, uh, and of course, they Mick Jagger and David Bowie taped. Was Paul Simon of, there? I don't know the answer to that question, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yes, really. You don't care about the starving fetish. people. You care about Paul Simon. Um, but Mick Jagger and David Bowie were originally going to try to do a duet where one of them was in London and one of them was in Philadelphia, but they couldn't work it out technically. So instead, they recorded a version, a great version of Dancing in the Street, which they showed during live. Wait, is the score right now? Am I winning? No, you're with zero points. You are. No, this isn't golf. You haven't gotten any <laughs> questions correct, John. <laughs> So who's winning? <laughs> Shelly's winning. Oh. Shelly's gotten like almost every question. Oh, really? She God. cheats. During the 1980s, which individual won the most tennis Grand Slam singles titles? Was it Bort? Who's that? Peggy. <laughs> you already buzzed in. <laughs> you get penalized. Evan Lendl. That is not one of the big <gasps> players. Is it Boris Becker, Chris Everett, John McEnroe, Martina Navratilova? <laughs> Chris Everett. Incorrect. She was second is. with eight. <laughs> oh, it's a woman? Martina Navratilova. Navratilova won 15. What is going on? I thought this was going to just be men. That's why I should have waited for the whole question. Yes. We, we discussed waiting for the whole question <laughs> previously, right, Peggy? Yes. Okay. Next time. But I wouldn't expect you to commit to that. Next so. time. I'm waiting. Okay. Here's a very solemn question. In what year was the first public display of the AIDS Memorial Quilt? Was it 1983, 1985, 1987, 1989? John. 1989. That is incorrect. Wolf whistle. 87. That is correct. I was going to say 1987. 1911, the National March for Lesbian and Gay Rights. Way to go, Shelley. Congrats. John didn't even get the gay question correct. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I felt like that was a You're punt. You're going to get kicked out of the am, gay club. For already, that. Shelly is I'm dominating. already on the ropes. John, we have to do something. I know. It's crush. It's All a right, crush. All right, here we go. 
Even if you put your two scores together, you would be getting crushed. I think there should be a final Jeopardy question. Where Next we time, what we'll do is we'll have me play Shelley in trivia. That will be interesting. Jim wants to crush the week. He doesn't like not being a part of this. Uh, okay. It's just, you know, finding a worthy opponent is the issue. The top grossing film of the 1980s was Batman. By that, I mean the Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson version of Batman. Right. Beverly Hills Cop, E.T., or Ghostbusters? <laughs> I think the wolf E.T. That is correct. Of course it was E.T. I, Batman I even knew was that one. fourth. Ghostbusters was sixth. Beverly Hills Cop is seventh. The other <laughs> places on there, the three... Indiana Jones movie took three of those places and two Star Wars. Movies. So the final question is worth 30 points, right? <laughs> Wait, we're on the final we, question? No, we have six more questions. Oh, oh good, good, good. Slow oh, down. How, slow okay, down. we have Let's time. Slow down. It's 20 points if I get it right? I need to no, regroup. It's 10. All right, 10. I need to level set. Okay. Here's a music question. Okay. Oh. All four of the following songs were at reached the number one position on the Billboard Hot 100 chart at some point during 1986. Wait, can you please repeat the question? <laughs> All four. All four of the following songs, which I'm going to name to you if you wait until I name I know, I just missed the whole beginning part. Would reach the number one position. That means for one week at least, they were number one in the U.S. during 1986. But only one of these songs was number one for more than one week. Got it. Okay. 1986. Higher Love by Steve Winwood, Live to Tell by Madonna, True Colors by Cyndi Lauper, West End Girls by Pet Shop Boys. Cyndi Lauper. That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. I got one. Nice. Now, bonus question for 10 points. John, you can make up some ground here. What song had the most weeks at number one for 1986? You can call me Al. No. Of those four that you just no, mentioned? No, no, it wasn't one of those four. It's a jolly uh, You dropped a bomb on me. No. Purple Rain. No. That wasn't, not even, I don't know if any of those songs were even in there. <laughs> Raspberry Beret. That's crazy what you. Friends Are For oh. by Dionne Warwick. Oh. No. Yes. I would have okay. said that was in the 70s. <laughs> if you had asked me, I would have said that's in the 70s. That's what friends well, are for. You would have been wrong. Keep shining. Okay. <laughs> Can we hear a little bit more? Uh, I'll give you bonus points if you're willing to sing an entire chorus. She was Annie in her high school musical. Oh, really? Yes, but that's when I was a sophomore in high school. The son of That was only, what, about six years ago? Yeah, uh, seven. John, this question is especially for you. It seems like they're all for me, and I keep screwing it up anyway. As a solo act, not as part of Wham!, how many U.S. number one records did George Michael have? Five, six, seven, or eight? <laughs> this is in the 80s, by the way. I'm going to say seven. That is incorrect. I, did, I was first. Oh, Five. You favor wrong. her. Okay. <laughs> eight. No, you're all wrong. He no, said six. eight already. Now, oh, seven. Said, oh. how many of them, for bonus points, I'll give five points apiece. How many of them can you name? Albums? I'll try. No, these are Songs. singles. I'll try. You can only you, you take turns. Oh, okay. I'll say uh, father figure. That was one. John gets five points. Wake me up before you go, go. That is That's wham. wham. That's wham. Oh. Silent uh, whisper. That is not That's correct. wham. Is that wham? No. Careless whisper. Careless. Careless yes. whisper is correct. Yes. 
Um, oh, that should be like a. He, he didn't say there's no error for there's no downside for well, guessing we're wrong. Limit this. We're not going to do this. I can forever. just keep guessing. But I fed um, it to you. All right, there's four left. Uh oh, I want your sex. No, it's later. Didn't make no. Didn't make it to number one. Um, really? Uh, Good job. Oh, this is uh. Did did the Christmas song come out then? By then? Because that. I don't know. That's the only Christmas songs. Do um. What's the Christmas song that we still sing today by George Michael that oh, everybody this sings? Is everybody... Christmas. That's John Lennon. That's John no, Lennon. <laughs> but that is John Lennon. By the way, dead in 1980. So no, his output for the 80s was somewhat limited. All right, um, I think that's enough. The other four were "I Knew You Were Waiting." Of course, I don't know that one. One more try. Of course, I don't know that one. Monkey. Oh my I don't. And I the one you all should have gotten, Faith. Oh, oh, faith. Yeah. Gotten faith. faith. You got to have a little faith, Peg. That's like his, probably his most famous single, right? Well, I okay. guess it would be nice. If I, I could, could touch your body. Here we go. This is, this is, this is like the epitome like of you. 80s stuff here. The song playing over the closing credits of The Breakfast Club was by which group? Was it Big Country? <laughs> John? Uh, it is, um, <laughs> wait, I know it, wait, I know it, I know it. I, um, I'm going to give you 30 the seconds. closing it's, credits. Yeah. Not the... Uh, it's not Tears for Fears. Okay. It's, simple uh, Mind. Simple Mind. Wait, no, 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 no. It's Simple Mind. Oh, no, we're going to split the points. That doesn't count. Give five points to Peg. I would have gotten it. And five points to I would have gotten it. No, you were running out of time. You shouldn't have gave all of those points. Okay. I was singing it in my head. I had to get to the... Shelly... You can get five points also if you can tell me the name of the song. I'm thinking. I'm going yes, through the are. movie. I'm going through the movie sequentially. Okay, it's the end can of I the guess movie. it? No. This is Shelly's chance to get even because you two cheated. But how many points do you get for this? Five. No, but that's totally unfair. Give her a hint, John. Uh, Don't. Don't Time's you up. forget about, about me. Yes, <laughs> I got to forget about me, but I didn't think that was the name of it. Yes, that is the name. I actually uh, don't know what it's called. He probably okay. would have given it to you. He's favoring you so much. <laughs> he is. Me. John is rapidly catching up on Shelly. He has I a, know. He has, he has a rapidly. genetic disorder that he can't hear my car horn. I, I guess I don't. Uh, maybe that's it. What year was the first MTV Music Video Award held? <laughs> 1985. That is incorrect. Is it 1982, 1983, 1984, 1987? I hear the car. 84. That is correct. Yeah. To bonus points for the uh, video, the name of the video. Do you know the name of the? I don't know. Yeah. Radio. The radio song. Video killed the radio star. Yes. Yes. That was the first video played on him. That wasn't the first award given the by the, oh, award not the award show. No, no, no. But it was the first video played. No bonus points that. That's why it's not Yeah, everyone knows that, Shelly. Nice. You're so dumb. <laughs> I almost <laughs> asked which was the second video. Nice play. try, 29 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John's made an amazing comeback, but I don't think you should have gotten any points you for helped Simple him. Mind. You helped him. I would have gotten gave him the answer. double. I would have gotten 10 if you hadn't interrupted. Ixnay on your mouth, eh? Okay. In percentage terms, Ooh. the largest one-day drop in the Dow Jones occurred during the 1980s. What year did it happen? Was it 1981, 1983, 1987, 1989? Yeah. Wolf whistle. 1983. Wrong. 1981. Wrong. Peg, you can get two points. Which one? 87 or 89? 
1987. 89. Incorrect. Oh, my gosh. We are so bad. Monday, Black Monday in 1987. Oh, Mary knew. 22.61% oh. decrease. Wow. Our the producer knew. Decrease, decrease. Percentage decreases in the stock market all occurred within an eight-day span in 1929. The, the real crash that started the Great Depression and the only other day that's ever been a bigger percentage decrease. What was the drop at the beginning of the Great Recession? Well, it was greater in the number of points, but because no, the I know percentage. What was the value. what was the percentage? It, it couldn't have been close, right? No, yeah, it's not. There are none of them close because the market is so much more val- value now that even though the, per- the the high, if you go by absolute point drops, the oh, there no, are no, no, I mean percentage reasons, wise, percentage wise, not close. Okay, we have one more question. In one popular 1980s movie. Eric Stoltz was cast in film scenes, but Not was fired and replaced by the following. Was he replaced by Matthew Broderick in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Jim Carrey. No. <laughs> Was he replaced by Tom Cruise in Risky Business? I know I'm not going to know. Was he replaced by Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future? Was he replaced by Jeff Goldblum in The Fly? No way I'm going to know this. I'm going to let you all try it again. Can you reread the question? Okay. (laughs) Eric Stoltz, the actor, was hired to play the male lead in a movie. Do you know who he was? they started filming the movie, right? I don't. And they started filming the movie. I'm going with Back to the Future. he got fired, and then they replaced him. And the choices are... Matthew Broderick, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Tom Cruise, Risky Business, Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future, Jeff Goldblum, The Fly. Ferris Bueller. That is incorrect. I went with Back to the Future. You are correct. Yeah, that seems like a fit. Let's give him. Peggy 10 How points. But she can't Stoltz. have 10 because she rang in. I understand, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> so I get five. Shelly wins anyway. Shelly, bravo. John finishes second and Peg finishes third. Those were good questions. Those were very good questions. <laughs> Here's some questions. You want to hear a question I was going to I was going to include but didn't ask? What famous movie star was supposed to be in The Big Chill and they filmed Kevin scenes? Kastner. That is correct. I knew they that filmed too. the scenes and they cut I knew him that out. too. I was going to say Kevin Klein. Okay, how about this Filmed one? it. Those are what his... was the name of the character, the principal who chased after Ferris Bueller and Ferris Bueller's What was dead? his name? The, the actor? actor? The no, that the actor. Well, you can do that too. Uh, principal. Trump. No. no. Principal. Wiggins. No. no. That's. Oh, gosh. Uh, Simpson. No, no, no. Face. We know him. We know. Mr. Rooney. Who played? Who played Ferris Bueller's little sister in Ferris Bueller's? Uh, nose job. Yeah. <laughs> put, can't put baby in the corner. Gray. <laughs> uh, You're Gray. dancing all Jennifer, Gray. Jennifer Gray. Jennifer Gray. <laughs> it's nice that the first thing you say with Jennifer Gray is her nose, nose job. <laughs> nose job. <laughs> that is Jennifer. If you're listening, there's a real fan of yours. <laughs> well, she had a great nose job. It was she really didn't. Well it ruined job. her And look. who's the guy in the police station who she flirts with? Charlie Sheen. Boom. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to Mia Sarah? That was back when Chicago was cool know, in the movies. It was awesome. Ferris's girlfriend. Well, John Hughes, of course, had a lot yeah. to do with that. Yeah. He filmed so many in Chicago. Which we talked about him at another podcast. Yeah, and okay, how he is not stood up. How about this? The five principal cast members, the members of the Breakfast Club. Who were those five actors? Don't Judd Hirsch, Ali Sheedy, Judd Hirsch. No, no, Judd Hirsch. I don't <laughs> think Judd Hirsch. Taxi. Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald. And uh, uh, the guy. 
the muscular uh, Emilio guy. Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez. Yeah, <laughs> who played? <laughs> who played the school principal or the school discipline director in The Breakfast Club? He was also in Die Hard. He's an actor. I don't know. Director Paul Gleason. Don't know. That's way too in the weeds. Now you're. Now you've lost us. It's like he's dangling these before us, and okay, <laughs> these little jewels. Who? What was John McClane's wife? John McClane, the hero of Die Hard, played by Bruce Willis. Shirley McClane. Bonnie his, Bedelia. Right. That's the actress who played his wife. But what was her last name that she used at the at the Nakatomi Company? That she worked because she didn't use Bruce Willis's. She didn't use McLean. She used her maiden name, which was Holly Hunter. No, Smith. Holly Gennaro. You be KA, motherfucker. You be KA, motherfucker. <laughs> Never would have gotten that. So much for us getting past the Apple iTunes. Things. I would have never gotten that. What other movie is Bonnie Bedelia in that? was an answer to one of the questions that you asked today about best-selling books. Okay. So it was uh she was in um was she in Clear and Present Danger? No, but it was Oh, was that the book? I Tom thought it was Plains Presumed Plains. Innocent, sorry. No, Never that mind. was not on the list. Oh, she okay. was I in, made that up. She was in Presumed Innocent. Yeah, she was. Right? She I was thought that yeah. Mm. So Stretch. I will ask a night an 80s question okay. of all of you. Where were you in 1986? <laughs> There's no way to verify where no. anybody was. You mean like I, city? I think you would be honest. Like, Physically? where were you? I lived yeah. in Grand Rapids, Michigan in 1986. And you were a sophomore in high school? Mm-hmm. Okay. John, you were at the University of Illinois. Correct. What year? 1986. <laughs> no, I meant, I meant what year in school? Oh, I was a sophomore. Sophomore. Sophomore, sophomore junior. junior year. Okay. And I was in Silver Spring, Maryland, or Kensington, Maryland, actually. No, no, actually, I was in Wheaton, Maryland. What were you doing at that time? Uh, let's see, having a baby. The first child was born in 1985. I do remember watching the 1986 World Series. So Who won? The Mets. The Mets beat the Red Sox. It was the famous Game 6. The Red Sox lost. So they had a two-run lead going into the bottom of the inning, and the were Mets you, won two runs. Oh, my gosh. In school? Uh, were you graduated? Did you have a job? Way graduated. I was working as an attorney. Well, some people married. go to school later after yes. they've had a well, one degree. And I then they went get to a... school earlier. Okay. And uh, what were you I've doing? Been happy ever since. I was a senior in high school. And why are you asking that? I don't know. It was in the 80s. Oh. We all talked about other things, but not what we were doing. What other things were happening in the 80s? The 80s asked. have not, in historical stories cnn stories when i see like synopses of the 80s it has not held up well the only thing that i think is hang seems to hold up well and doesn't hang well with hold up well with me is reagan well compared to trump reagan looks like right good mother Teresa. Um, well there's some of this is though uh, part of it is uh the big event of the 1980s, uh, of course, was the fall of the Berlin Wall, right. the, fall, the collapse yeah. of the Soviet bloc. That's a huge, right? significant historical event that it is. held up pretty well. I define that as as the pivotal event in my kind of my childhood or my coming of age. Well, it may that be is the like the event, event of your lifetime. Yeah, maybe of my life. 1966. Right. That may be the mo- single most important event of. Uh, of your life. That or when Jesus Jones sang about it. Right here, right now. 
right here, right now. That's a great song, by the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. I should so never it's time it. for recommendations. Yes, recommendations. And my no favorite part of the show. No one is allowed to recommend that we have no more quizzes on the podcast. I like the quiz. Not, I, like, I the like the quiz too. But bear oh, in mind, we should have done that every time somebody won. You can only do the quiz when we're all together because John will cheat if we're not all together. That's not true at that all. That is absolutely true. But I appreciate the... Time to wrap it up. Is that what All right, John, your recommendation. So my recommendation is a book uh, that I read, I listened to on audio tape, on audio tape, uh, on audible.com. I listened to uh, through a free Amazon credit and that I think everybody should... Um, so you're recommending free Amazon credits. I'm basically. recommending free Amazon credits, which is a pretty great deal. You get a free you get a free Amazon book with every credit. It seems like with one credit, you wouldn't get a book, but you get a whole book. And so it's kind of good. Um, and uh, I haven't after... Uh, after I've been, and I've been listening to a lot of books, actually. I've, it's actually been distracting me from... from uh, so basically you're stalling because you can't remember the name of the book? Is that what we're No, no, no. Right it's, I'm actually stalling because I'm... You know, I, when, when we all can see that you're stalling, John, like when who's you're in we China, all? you can, like the three, the three of us sitting looking at you right at the moment. No, I don't know what you're talking about. The... Um, Why didn't you say we'll come back to you, John? The book that I like most, it, no, the book that I like is written by um, a friend of mine named Alexander Maxik. Uh, he wrote a book, he's written, it's his third book, and I just finished it, and it's called Shelter in Place. And it didn't get a great review in the New York uh, the New York Times that, that I read the, I read the review I after no I read the book. Exactly. It didn't no, get a great review, but I actually, some of the things that it, that the New York Times was critical about are exactly why I liked it. It, it is, the, the New York Times kind of criticized it as being a postmodern novel, namely that there's a, there are moments in the text where the, the author speaks directly to the reader. And I liked it. I liked it. I liked the fact that there was like, um, there were moments that it pulled me out of the story, which I was deeply engaged in. And then it talked about the perspective of the author and what the author imagined his readers were going through while they were reading that portion of it. And it was great. But um, the story itself is incredibly powerful and uh, an amazing reflection on the human soul. And I loved it. So I highly recommend it. Shelter in Place by Alexander Maxik. Wow. Sounds good. Okay, Shelley. So I recommend another podcast, and mine is uh, Stuff You Should Know. I've heard of that. So Was it originally titled Shit You Should Know, and they had to change it? Not so that, that I know of. Okay. Uh, but it's very interesting because they talk about basic two guys go back and forth and banter on different mm-hmm. topics, like, you know, how to change a tire or... Any any topic. So kinda, it's two it's guys like this kind of searching for Anything. an argument. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> any topic, but it's like stuff you should know, or how is this is Peggy done? Peggy also on that podcast. Or how do they as make well? yogurt? She's been cheating <laughs> on us with another podcast. <laughs> so it's good, and there it's short snippets, like half hour, um, and it, it's very interesting, and engaging. Hmm, what a novel idea! A short <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yes. short podcast. Peg. So I Jim always wants to go last, so you know you're next. Um. Because I did a duplicate with the Great British (laughs) Baking Show, I have two. Oh, you're gonna give us a bonus, a bonus recommendation, and they're they're both kind of. Is this soup at some other restaurant? No, no. This one is minestrone. A book called The Rosie Project. 
Is that R O S Y or no? R O S I E. It's a really easy read. Quick. I found it like Rosie the Riveter. Very. Uh, What's it about? Interesting and engaging. It's going to be probably too pedestrian for you. But you, I, when you say you, you mean our great listening audience? Oh or? no, I'm looking at you, Jim. Thanks. And John won't it's read nice it. Nice to have some attention. Why won't John read it? Because it's not nonfiction and it doesn't change anybody's world. By Graham. I just recommended a fiction. Simison, Simison, something like that. Anyway, I liked it. I read it very quickly and I actually read it. I didn't listen to it. Mm. And the second one is for our producer, Mary, because she's a fellow fan of David Tennant, mm-hmm. the former Doctor Who. Oh. I took the day off of work yesterday, which I highly recommend, which Taking wasn't one work. of my recommendations, but I'll Taking add that to it. Working less, playing more. Yes. And I went to see Mary Queen of Scots, which is just sort of mediocre, but I love that stuff. And I love, though, that historical aspect. And it was beautifully shot. And I love those actresses. But David Tennant, he's in it. David Tennant is in Mary Queen of Scots. And I love him. Although he doesn't have a huge, huge role in it. So I have a friend who's from Scotland who now lives in Perth, Australia, who you know, who owned property in Scotland that was part of Mary Queen of Scots' estate. Cool. I've been there. And he has her head on display. On a spike. Um, Was she she beheaded in England or in In Scotland? Yeah, I didn't think it was in Scotland. I love him. He can uh, do no wrong. He did Broadchurch, which was a great but then he actually came and did the american redo yeah, he called did both Grace broad Point. and it was amazing because he was totally believable both as the british version and the american version he was equally believable in both versions uh he's just a tremendous actor so i can't disagree with you about anything about bobby david Tennant. uh i'm Jim. going to recommend jk rowling the famous author of harry potter also who writes, needs no introduction. Who has written a series of books under the pseudonym Galbraith uh, about a uh, one-legged uh, detective named Carmen Strike and his assistant who starts out as his temp, Robin. And the latest of them, the latest of the four books, which I read recently, is called Lethal White. In my opinion, it's the best of the four and it's a terrific series of books. Do so you have to read them in order? You do not, although I think it probably helps to have read because one of the great things about these books from my perspective is the increasing role, the expansion of the character, Robin's character, from the, her beginning as a temp who comes into the office to work with him to her role throughout the books. And so the sense of growth of that character is part of the pleasure of it. But... I think all of them, they're all, they're all detective stories. They're all mystery stories, you know, at heart. But and in the true way in which Raymond Chandler famously described the great mystery stories, the, the mystery is the olive in the martini. The book itself is good. Mm. The mystery is just the olive in the martini. And uh, Is it a gin martini or vodka? Is well, it a blue it cheese stuffed on, olive or pimento? On the, it depends on who's guilty, whether the gin guy is guilty or the vodka guy is guilty. Anyway, that's my recommendation. Nice. Peg, would you like to finish this podcast for us? 
Shelly, sure. would you like to finish? Thanks for Shelly's listening. Shelly's never done the closing of a podcast. Listen to Shelly, us on Twitter and everyone. Stitcher. So and I want to thank everybody for joining us and listening uh, this afternoon. And I particularly want to thank uh, uh, John Heinz, Jim Gentilly, our guest visiting... <laughs> Peggy oh Bennett. My god. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! We're Yeah, that's a that is the worst mistake of our lives. Do not and edit most, that out. Most uh, specifically, Mary Heinz for all of her editing. And not only did she edit, but she she hosted us physically. And most sacrificial of all, she kept score during the trivia quiz. So, so if you like what you he- you hear, like us on. Stitcher, Facebook, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, Google Apple. Podcasts, and Stitcher. Those are the yes. big three. Or go outside your house and just things. yell. But we would really love if you sent us a voicemail message, posted it, emailed it. We will play it on the podcast. We love to hear from you. And, we love to hear the pros, cons about what we're doing and how we can improve and how we can make it and more entertaining. And please answer our next Twitter survey. Yeah, which was coming out day, almost daily. Now. How old is Peggy? Who is older, Peggy or Shelly? That's our next Twitter survey. I think who looks older. Oh, damn. No question. <laughs> All right. No and question. we also want to uh, thank Ted Engling for his Enley. Enling. Enling. I knew it was that. For the music. That's good. That's good. Intro He's a hard one. He's got that German name. Exit. Yep. That's awesome. And it's and important. You good can job. send people to the website to see a photo of who has the better hair because <gasps> we're, uh, while we recorded this, we took a photo and it's going to be on the website, which is two guys in search of an argument.com. That's right. And That's we'll great. see you all in two weeks. Have a good fortnight. If John delivers the podcast. Can't wait. <laughs>